Hello, and welcome to this Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles, and I'm, of course, joined by Peter Franklin. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Peter. Uh, So today uh, we are talking about uh, age and populism, uh, the value of old people's votes uh, in the context of populism, which uh, is a question that seems to have reared its ugly head, uh, and liberal society. So quite a lot to pack in. this unpacked was called Boomer Populism is a Warning from the Future. Uh, Peter, can you just start by telling us what the piece was that you were unpacking? Um, well, it's a piece by um, Eduardo Campanella, um, uh, which was on uh, Project Syndicate. And he was looking at why, why is it that the older you get, the more likely you are to be voting for a populist party. Now, that's not an absolutely universal pattern, but in most countries, um, certainly amongst the right-wing populists, the national populists, um, their support tends to be higher amongst older people um, and tends to be at its lowest amongst the young. But there are some exceptions, but that's the general pattern. And so uh, we're focusing on the right-wing um, populists, as, as you say, uh, Peter, and you make the point in your Unpacked, if you look at Corbyn's Labour or you look at Podemos in Spain or, or Sanders in America, obviously big young people, yes. con- contingents, yes. uh, and support Especially there. students. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that. But we're focusing on the right-wing populism. And Effectively, I think, uh, what Eduardo is saying is that this is all about economic insecurity. But Peter, you don't agree with that. Well, I half take his point in that, yes, if you're, um, you know, if you're a 50-something factory worker and globalisation is uh, driving you out of work... Um, the, the prospect of having to retrain, adapt to a new sort of information-driven knowledge economy is going to be a lot less enticing than if you're just starting out, out and, you know, choosing your options. Um, so, yes, there's that. But then there's all sorts of other reasons why younger people should be the ones that are feeling most economically insecure. You've got massive student debts you've got in a lot of countries very high levels of youth unemployment which are generally higher than um, adult um, unemployment Um, then uh, you've got the cost of trying to get onto the housing ladder um, with housing prices having gone up well that benefits those who already have their homes i.e. older people but not those uh, younger. So there's a big sort of, in economic terms, a big issue of intergenerational injustice, which hits the young much more than the older generations. So we accept there's a little bit of a economic insecurity question, and certainly that was the very popular response, uh, and I don't mean popular in populist terms, but very uh, popular response uh, of, of kind of pundits and commentators uh, and indeed some politicians uh, in the immediate wake of the Trump victory everyone said well you know these are just blue-collar workers that are you know fearing for their jobs going off to China or Mexico or elsewhere and Brexit too very much a sort of generationally driven um, sort of divergence there so we accept a little bit of uh, the economy but um, 
that really doesn't explain things. It's interesting you mentioned Brexit there because actually there have been some polls done which show that people who voted for Brexit, so uh, in the Leaver camp, um, actually accepted uh, or would accept some uh, hit to the economy uh, if actually you've still got Brexit, you've got a return of sovereignty, you know, kind of you've got the nation state back, showing that actually the economy, uh, which is sort of slightly obvious statement, but the economy was not the big thing in Brexit. And mm. likewise, if you look at uh, income levels for uh, voters in America, actually Trump's voters were on the whole slightly wealthier uh, than many of Hillary Clinton's. So clearly the economic, the financial doesn't explain um possibly even the lion's share of why people mm. vote. So, Peter, you have the answer of what does explain. Well, I think it's much more likely, and this is by no means an original observation. People like Matthew Goodwin, for instance, have made it, saying that the crucial issue is cultural insecurity, not economics. And so um, what do we mean by that? What do we mean by cultural insecurity? Well, to feel that you know something has gone wrong within the the general society in which you live. And um, I think there's a number of reasons why older people might feel that a lot more than younger people. Um, for instance, if, you're, if your concern is you know, loss of familiarity, too much change, too much disruption, well, when you're young, everything is new anyway. Uh, everything is a discovery. Um, when you're old, you've got that experience to draw on and it becomes that much more um, uh, sort of discomforting when things that you were familiar with change. You know, when <laughs> green fields you used to look out on are built over, when, you know, the, the communities in which you live in change substantially, when old institutions, um, pubs, churches... Um, things like that close down um, when you know sort of cultural things uh, uh, you know in music or literature or whatever there's there's change and suddenly you feel like oh well I don't belong anymore that's that's cultural insecurity and you you talk about in the uh, unpacked um, a series of graphs or charts uh, that you had come across which mm. you think also helps explain perhaps why uh, the older we get the more likely we are to uh, want to see less change and we want to hold on to the familiar can you just talk us through what those charts showed yeah I think I think these were I think it was drawn from um, American census data or at least um, you know where they um, time surveys that's that's what I'm looking for um, well, they ask people a whole range of people how they spend their days and these charts showed who you actually spend your time with. Um, and um, say, say, how much time do you spend for with friends? Now, if you look at the graph of that at different age groups, you the peak time for spending time with friends is late teens, early twenties, as you'd you know expect. You're hanging around with your mates. Um, that's what it's all about. And then it sort of drops down and down because people settle down, they get married, they get jobs, um, you know, they settle into different patterns of life. You so have more responsibilities, more, more responsibilities. dependencies. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
And then another one, how much time do you spend with your children? Unsurprisingly, that peaks, um, you know, in your 30s when, uh, uh, you know, it's a peak time for um, having children at home. Um, the most poignant one, though, is the graph for how much time people spend with no one on their own. Um, that is fairly low when you're a child because someone's always with you, supervising you. Um, it stays sort of fairly high, but from age 40 onwards, it drops away. It, 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 it's, well, it's, no, it, it rises. The amount of time you spend on your time, and it keeps on rising um, all the way up till death. Um, and that's a pretty grim statistic, and it speaks of... Um, you know, the epidemic of loneliness in our society, um, which especially affects the old because, you know, they're no longer at work, they no longer have children at home, they may be widowed. Um, and in a society which is very individualistic, which champions personal choice, that's great when you're young, or it's great for a lot of people anyway, a weaker society, though, with weaker, more flexible, more dispensable social ties, though, becomes steadily less enjoyable. The older you get, the more that actually you do rely on strong communities where people look out for each other. And therefore, today's older genera generation, um, who ironically were the kind of founders of the the sort of post-war, very individualistic me generation, they're suddenly finding out that, you know, there's a downside and now they're living that downside. And of course, that feels incredibly insecure. Well, there we go. It is culture and not economy, uh, which really explains why, as we get older, we seem to prefer at least on the right side, on the conservative side, uh, a more populist approach. Thank you very much, Peter. Uh, thank you all for listening. Do subscribe if you haven't done already. And if you're enjoying these Unpacked Shorts, please do rate them highly so that other people can find them. As I've mentioned before, if there are specific articles on unheard.com that you would like us to discuss, uh, like us to pick apart uh, and explore a bit further, please do let us know. You can do that by posting on Facebook or tweeting at us. And please do tune in to the next one. Mm -hmm.